shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. It is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. This is episode 111 of the Human Hope Podcast. I got one question. What you gonna do when your therapist comes for you? Hey, welcome again to another episode of the Human Hope Podcast with your host, Carlos Enrique Wittigel Guzman Archibald Cabello, or Los for short. My name is L.O. West, and I'm the master address. That's what I used to say when I was in high school. Have I ever done that rap? Told you once, and I'm telling you twice. Don't push for a third, because I'm not that nice. I tried to be polite, calm as can be. Any more interruptions, you'll deal with me. Have I done those reps for you? My my late 80s, early 90s reps? I mean, Dr. Delight does it for me every time I hit play. Just want to rap. Uh, welcome. Welcome, welcome. A week after I went all into my feels, y'all really, looking at the podcast data and the amount of listens, y'all really like it when I get into my feelings. And I think that means you're going to really like this this episode today because if there's ever been anyone that has gotten me into my feelings, it is today's guest. That's right. You heard it right. My therapist, Al Andrews. You, you've heard about Al before. We're going to get into him in a second. Um... But let's 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 go ahead and let's go back to last week for a second. Can I be honest with you? That was a hard one to upload. I um I di- I didn't quite know how to how to upload that one because it was it was scary. It was a lot of feelings. And um you handled it with grace. So thank you. You did. I don't know if I did. I kept thinking the whole time, am I am I like are, is is Sir Halen Brady going to be okay with this? Obviously, they know uh, that I was doing it, but I just, I kept listening back to it, going like, I just I hope I honored them while I also honored my own heart. And uh, and oh, hold on, hey, hey, put the needle on the record, and the drum beat goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm just feeling this song even more and longer than it normally is. Hold on, 
We'll, we'll fade it in a second. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Now we're gonna fade it out. Um, I was. I, yeah, I was in my feelings. I was in my. I was in my feelings last week. You guys were with me. Thank you for listening to last week's episode. This week, I'm gonna get back in my feelings. Yes. What 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 has happened since last week? Where where have we been? I put that out. I, gosh, I've been to New York. I uh, or was I in New York before when I recorded that one? No, I was on the I was on the um, I was on a TV show, the Tamron Hall show. I was able to talk about mental health, about how it's human. That was a lot of fun. My wife and kids and boyfriends went to the Outer Banks without me last week. And can I tell you the only reason why is because ain't nobody got time for a 12 hour freaking road trip. No, I don't do that. You know, it's funny. I, I did a live with Sharon McMahon last night and uh, last night is at the point of when I'm recording this. And she was just talking about how Carlos, you, I'm going on tour because tour starts next week. When you're listening to this, it starts next week. And she's like, so are you going to be sleeping on a bus with a bunch of people? And I was like, yeah, she's like, nope, nope, no, thank you. And I'm like, actually like, like I get it. Like road trips are hard for me in cars, but if I can lay down in my bunk, I'm okay. Speaking of tour, it's coming. Tour is coming. And there's actually going to be another surprise episode of the podcast dropping tomorrow. So make sure that you check your feeds uh, where Annie and I, it'll be on this feed, dive deep into what the tour little give you behind the scenes on the tour. So I'd love to see out on the tour here for you tour.com. I think we're starting in Sioux Falls, South Dakota like a 79 hour trip. That's not really that long, but if it's going to feel that long on the bus. So we're, we're coming for you, South Dakota. We're coming for you. Okay. Let's just, let's get right into it. Four minutes of nonsense already here. And let's, uh, let's dive in today. I've got, when I, when I travel and I, and I speak on my book, kill the spider, I, I do this little shtick in the middle of it, where I talk about going to see my therapist, Al, and uh, I say, yeah, so I went to see my therapist, Al. And this is what I say. Now, listen, I need you to imagine the one guy you know named Al. And that's what my therapist looks like. Okay, so it always, you know, derives a bunch of chuckles from the audience. And, you know, people laugh at it. It's funny because we all know somebody named Al. And obviously, they don't all look like my therapist, Al. But we are starting a series, another series. Y'all like the last series. Why not do it again? So for the next few weeks... We may, again, I may drop in some extra episodes here and there that aren't this, but for the next few weeks, the main episodes of how to, not how to human, that's the name of my book, Human Hope, are going to be about mental health because, listen, I know we just got done with like the official, like, I don't know if it was around the world, but in America, it was mental health month. So there was a lot of focus on it. Man, ain't nobody just need one month. I need two. So I'm giving you I'm giving you your own mental health month this month. We are talking to some of the leading minds when it comes to uh, mental health in America and around the world. And <laughs> if you have ever struggled with depression, anxiety, if you've gone through seasons where you've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, if you are just struggling in your mental health because of the uh, tra collective trauma that the last three years has inflicted upon humanity, you're not going to want to miss these conversations. I'm telling you, the guests I have, there, there were there were a few guests that I I all but begged 
I almost had to pay them. I mean, th th these are like hard to get a hold of. I didn't really almost have to pay them, but yeah, I just needed to get a hold of them. It's hard. These people are in demand and they're talking to us here on the Human Hope Podcast. And today we're kicking it off with my man, my therapist, the one that during Kill the Spider, during that season of my life, when I destroyed my marriage, I destroyed my family, I destroyed my, my, my job, my friends, all of those things. This was 2010, 11. This man saved my life. I can say that with a straight face. Saved my life. So with the reverence that he deserves, Al is going to grace us with ways that not only he helped me, but how that there's so many great takeaways today that you can use to improve your mental health in regards to your story. I love you, Al. Al Andrews um, started Porter's Call, an incredible therapy and counseling center here in Nashville, Tennessee that saved me, helped save my marriage, and I'm forever grateful. So now you get to meet the man behind the joke I tell, <laughs> Al Andrews. Take it away. I'm sitting here with Ernest, one of the, the one of the most earnest souls I know. Hello, Ernest Andrews, Albert, yes. often known as Al. Al, um, good morning, Al Andrews. How are you, friend? I'm doing well this morning. Thanks. I'm so glad that you're sitting here in the Human Hope Podcast Studios, hanging out with me. Because as I told you prior on our phone call that we had yesterday, two days ago, I can't remember. But when I go and I do my kill the spider talk mm -hmm. and I, I talk about, I was sitting in my therapist Al's office and then I say, just imagine the one guy, you know, named Al and that's what he looks like. And everyone, <laughs> and everyone starts laughing because everyone has a different picture of what Al looks like. I just think you, you look like what, what I would want an Al to look like you like right now, like I'm looking across the microphone from you. It's so perfect. Well, that's very uh, kind. And so pe people just know that, wow, this guy, this guy knows things about Carlos that nobody else does. <laughs> so that needs to be where we start. So how's that make you feel? Just fine. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Actually, uh, the, the, you know, somebody one time asked me like maybe 15 years after I'd seen them, like, you know, you know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> and I said, I don't, I don't like to, don't want to tell you this, but I don't remember a lot of the bodies that yeah. we buried. Yeah. <laughs> or that you buried. So, so be comforted that I don't remember everything. Carlos. Yeah. Okay. That's good. No, that is, that is good. Yeah. Um, well, I invited you to be part of the, our mental health series mm -hmm. just because you, you, you played a, an important role, not only in my life, but in so many mm -hmm. people in Nashville, um, Nashville's lives, because let's just kind of start here, kind of let everybody know, uh, the work that you do with Porter's call mm -hmm. and, um, what, what is Porter's call and how you're, how you're involved with it and kind of, kind of what they do. Yeah. Well, Porter's call is a nonprofit that I founded about 22 years ago. Uh huh. I was a counselor in private practice. And had just moved to town. And after the first year, I looked at my clientele and it was 90% music related. Yeah. And I kept on with the practice and more and more artists came to mm. see me. And I realized that something about what I was doing in therapy just didn't feel like it was working with artists. One, yeah. most of them couldn't afford to pay me. 
if they're early in their careers, <laughs> which is a lot of people are early in their careers. Oh, and yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. And I couldn't keep cutting my rates for everybody. Right. But right. also, they couldn't come regularly. Yeah. I've never... Yeah. I When I went to counseling, I went on Tuesdays at 11. Yeah. And I could do that every week. Yeah. And um, I've never met an artist that could come every Tuesday at 11. And I began seeing that there were some things that they were dealing with that just kind of ramped up the, mm. the decibels, I guess. And that would yeah. be struggles with some money, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a lot of money, or not enough money. Right, right. Struggles with not enough fame or too much fame. Wow. Struggles with what people believe I am because uh-huh. what they see on stage and what I know I am, yeah. which is different. And often the struggle of which one of those to buy into. Right. And the the fact that Nothing could get going regularly in the month. All that kind of stuff it just led me to this entrepreneurial idea. Frankly, that huh. I would I would go to five labels and ask them to buy a day of my counseling practice, and I'd see their artists for free. Huh. And so I made a choice to go see uh, Peter York, okay. who was the president of Sparrow at the time. Made my little pitch. Hey. You guys are spending millions of dollars on artists and their careers, wow. and we're watching them crash and burn. Yeah. And everybody loses. Wow. They lose, you lose, the reputation of the faith loses yeah. in this case. And would you be interested in supporting their hearts and souls? Wow. And he said, yes. <laughs> and I was a little freaked out because I didn't have a business plan. You're, you're like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't know how much to now charge. Now what? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we worked it out. They um, did a little test pilot for three months Uh on Wednesdays. They bought Wednesdays. And at the end of three months, the leadership came back and said, something good is happening with our artists. Uh They have a place to go. It's free for them. Would you be willing to create a nonprofit and we will help shake the trees in the industry to get it supported? And that's how it started. Wow. That was in 2001. Wow. 2001. And so since then, I think we've lost count of the number of artists. Maybe 3,000 uh-huh. artists have come okay. through the door. About 40 artists or spouses a week come okay. through wow. our doors. And uh, for counseling support, yeah, just recording artists. And wow. Even with that uh, fence, if you will, it's, it's, bo- it, it's, it's book bo- solid. It's booked out. And wow. um, we're just glad to be able to be a safe place for artists to come yeah. and get the help they need with yeah. this crazy life that they are asked to live. Well, and it's getting crazier. Would you say? Yes. I, I mean, whether it's getting crazier or whether people are more comfortable going to, uh, to get counseling, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, at the very beginning, when people came to see me, it would like they'd be wearing... Uh, Bags over their heads. <laughs> sure, yeah. They're, they're like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm going to right. Seattle. And if uh, anybody endorsed um, us, it was signed an anonymous artist. Oh, wow. And, wow. you know, 22 years later, people are up on stage going, Oh, yeah. Hey, my wife and I are going to Porter's Call. <laughs> and now we have a team of three porters. Yeah. And uh, it's growing and um, yeah. trying to make space for people. One of the things that was... Um, that I think is is a beautiful part of Porter's Call is uh, just the name and where the name comes from. Yeah, tell it, tell tell us that story. What is Porter's? What is, what's a Porter? Well, um, my wife finds these things. Yeah, 
There's this document that's about 1,500 years old called the Rules of St. Benedict. Okay. Uh, Way back when, uh, Benedict um, came to faith, and he had a bunch of buddies came to faith. Uh It's probably not how it's written about in 1500. But they, they came to faith, and they really started one of the early monasteries. Okay. And they wrote rules about how they were going to live. Like, one of the rules is, like, it's 90-some rules. One of the rules is, we're going to pool our resources. Mm. One of the rules is, we're going to take care of the poor. Yep. And uh, we're going to read the Bible this many times a day. Here's how we're going to read it. And rule number 66 okay. is, inside the gates of the monastery, uh-huh. you shall place a porter. And a porter was described, you're going to love this, a porter was described as a wise old man <laughs> who's finished with his days of wandering about. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So pick one of those that yeah. I am. Anyway, and when a sojourner knocks on the door, uh-huh. they call out, the porter's call, thanks be to God, and your blessing, please. Oh. Thanks be to God is, uh, you're welcome here, yeah. and your blessing, please, is if we bless you, Someday bless us back. Yes. And then they'd invite them in and help the find help them find the way to what they needed. Yes. If they needed food, they'd feed them. Yeah. If they needed a place to sleep, they'd give them a place to sleep. And it says if they needed wise counsel, they'd give them wise counsel. Huh. So we decided that instead of uh, being therapists to artists, we would be porters. And so when an artist knocks so on the door, uh-huh. uh, we welcome them in and help them find the way to what they need. Wow. And what they need is a lot of different things. Yeah. My, one of my earliest calls was from a kid out in L.A. He was on a tour, had no insurance, hmm. and he did one of those rock star jumps off the stage, and they missed him. Oh, no. And he shattered his ankle, oh. and he called me from an indigent hospital in L.A. on morphine <laughs> going, I don't have insurance. Oh, no. And you said to call the porter. And <laughs> And so we scurried around and worked with music cares and others yep. to help him do that. And wow. then, but then it's people come in for everything you would go to counseling with, whether right. it's uh, something that came up from their past, whether they did something really stupid on the road, whether yeah. they just have marriages, whether they have depression. They yeah, come in and if we can't help them, we'll give them referrals to that, who can. So. That's amazing. So that's a, that's, that's the porter. That's the porter. Yes. So just so everyone knows, when I first went there. I knocked on the door and Al opened the door with the robe on and and, uh, <laughs> and and welcomed me into the monastery. And a hood. And a hood. <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome. It, it, it is funny because I, I do remember Heather and I went and and I do remember thinking, oh, I wonder I wonder if anyone's gonna see me. Like 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 our, yeah. I I do remember that that feeling yeah. of because again, I mean that was this was 2013, so this was yeah. still 10 years ago. Still before yeah. people were like, hey, everybody, this is my therapist, you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, and still, you know, there being some shame, there being some, yeah. you know, like, I, I mean, if people, because at, at the time I was like in the Christian music industry. So mm-hmm. I was like, if people know, if my fans know right. that I'm not perfect, I know. then that my story is not perfect. And one of the things that that you really helped me do, and I think you help a lot of people do, is understand their story. Yeah. Lean into, for, for my listener, the importance of us really understanding our story and, mm-hmm. and, and how that, that is 
there's implications to our mental health yeah. and to anxiety and fear and depression and all these things when it comes to our stories. Yeah. You know, I don't know who said this, but, you know, usually when you don't know it, you say it's uh, St. Augustine. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was somebody. Or Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Yes, somebody more recent probably, but they said, know your story or your story will live you. Mm. And I think, one, I grew up in a family of storytellers and I love good stories. Yeah. And um, I think that's probably why I do counseling because I love stories. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, but in my own life, I realized, gosh, I didn't go seek help until I was about 32 years old. Yeah. And I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And as that progressed, um, I discovered some parts of my story that I'd actually forgotten. Uh And those events had been shaping my life, but I did not know it. Mm. And so, to me, to invite someone to tell their story or to know their story, it's amazing how many times if I were to say to somebody, tell me your story, they go, I I don't really have one. You know, I just grew up and went to school and whatever. And I go, no, no, no. There's a story. There's a story. Mm. And that story has a shape to mm. it. I have this thing that I do sometimes when I give a talk and I'll show the beginning of a movie. Yeah. And it's this scene where there's a father and son walking down this little um, hillside in Ireland, getting in a boat. And they're just floating away as they get ready to fish and that this beautiful day this all happens in three minutes yeah and yeah. they they come back up and they get to the house and they're sitting around and the mother pulls out porridge and feeds it to them and she says how was your day and they yeah. said it was wonderful little frankie and i and then i stopped the stop the tape mm. and i've i've done that in a group a large group of people and i'll ask the question what happens next oh and people say somebody dies the house blows up <laughs> right. you know um there's a fight and, and just awful things yeah. and i go yeah. gosh you're a bunch of depressed people right um nobody says they had dessert right nobody they, does nobody does and i go why are we going there because people say because that innocence does not last yeah in anybody's life yeah I go, yeah. And they go, well, what happens next? And they go, well, something bad happens. And then people deal with the bad thing that happens. Yeah. And that's the body of a movie. Yeah. What happens next? That gets resolved. And mm. I go, well, that's your story. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's the shape of everybody's story. There's innocence, there's tragedy. Something happens and innocence is removed. Yes. And then you try to figure out, what the hell am I going to do with what happened to me? Mm-hmm. And you figure out ways to deal with it that usually don't work. Mm. What are some ways that don't work that people deal with it? Oh, little things like addictions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in other words, something's hurting. I don't know what it is, but this keeps it from hurting. Uh-huh. Other ways might be making sure you avoid any situation that would be close to what happened to you. Right. You know, for instance— if a kid was beaten uh-huh. when they were a child, they'll either come out fighting, and that's how they deal with it. Nobody's going to beat me again. Right. Or they'll go, I'm going to be the nicest person in the world. Yeah. And both things 
whether you come out fighting or whether you come out just being a little peacemaker, aren't a free way to live. Wow. It's not a free way to live. And so, to me, it's not just finding that thing because mm-hmm. everybody has that thing and more. Yeah. But it is, at one level, looking at it, taking a deep look at it, grieving it, huh. and being able to live more freely because of that. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens. Y'all know every single morning because I tell you all the time because I love how it makes me feel. Not only my energy level, but my gut as well. I take it in the morning, AG1, and it makes me feel unstoppable. Now, listen, it's hard for me to keep up with a bunch of supplements or a routine that comes with a bunch of different products. So, AG1 makes it so much easier to keep up with. Very quickly, I noticed that it did help with my focus, my digestion, and all the things. I heard it actually helps your hair, but I ain't got none, so I can't tell you about that. Why take a whole bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality to give us major benefits. My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's really easy to make it a daily habit. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash human hope. That's athleticgreens.com slash human hope. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I can't think of a better show to be sponsored by BetterHelp than this one because we are talking about our mental health. And I know how much time I spend on someone else in every given week, on my family, on my Insta Familia, on everybody, but I have a hard time focusing on myself. And it's so easy to get caught up with what everyone else needs from me and never take a moment to think about what I need for myself. It is hard. I get it. My dad, my parents, my kids, my wife, everyone needs me, but we have to We have to help ourselves as well. It can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. And therapy can give us the tools to find more balance in our lives. I have benefited from going to therapy and you can too. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just got to fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash human hope today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash human hope. looking at it Mm -hmm. that that's what i mean i'm assuming that's why most people don't go to a counselor don't go because they think to themselves i don't want to look at it yeah in fact the the common word is look i've I've already thought about it i've Uh already seen it it's happened it's a long time ago let's move forward right and i go okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i go but before we move forward (laughs) yeah because you know you know i've i've had people say to me, you know, 
when we're little dead roughed us up a little bit, mm. you know, and I'll go, okay, can you tell me what just roughed us up a little bit? Yeah. And they tell the story and you go, that's not roughing up. Right. right. That's abuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. People are looking at things and they go, well, I don't have any terrible thing that happened. I go, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Comma, <laughs> Eden is over. Uh-huh. And the things that made it over are worth looking at, even if they don't seem that serious. Yeah. The little girl who has this little ballet thing ready to go, and she happens to go in to perform it during the Super Bowl in front of the TV. Yeah. And um, someone says, get out of the way. Oh, wow. And 20 years later, this person, this woman, just doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. And pulls back. Wow. Because she's wow. going to get out of the way. Yeah. And if you if you try to show your beauty, you'll be shamed. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. So, it's it's not like there was abuse there. there. This was a moment in time that if, that could literally affect you forever. Yeah. And, you know, it it can be subtle. It can be... There, there may be a, a parent that's just not present with you, uh -huh, uh -huh. that's absent. Yeah. And so you live with that, the pain of that absence. Yeah. Looking at it means seeing it for what it is, mm -hmm. understanding its impact on you. Yeah. Grieving it and wow. moving on. I, um, I, I go back to, again, you've seen thousands of people, uh, but I go back to, there are a couple things when I was in your office Hopefully, I'm not giving away any of your secrets. <laughs> as I'm as I'm sitting in the chair, and uh, one of the things that I was very scared of was that I was going to be exposed. I was so terrified I, because, like, I've, I'd already exposed my heart and my crap to my wife and friends, and I'm like, okay, like, like well, I'm moving. We're we're healing. We're moving through. But there was this fear of. I can't remember exactly how I, I told you, but I remember telling you this. I was like, I'm going to be on stage, Al. And I'm going to be on stage. And, and I was scared that this person was going to walk into the auditorium and scream at me, Carlos, you are a this, you're a that. I don't even know if you remember this. You're this, you're this. And, and I remember being petrified that I'm going to get found out. And I can't remember exactly how you said this, but the sentiment was, Okay, Carlos, what if that does happen? And <laughs> if they if they walk in and they spill all of your and they call you a liar, a thief, a whatever, all the things, you just smile at them and say, Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I do remember that. Do you? I don't remember a lot, yeah. but I do remember that because it resonated with me, because there was a time where when I started speaking publicly uh -huh. and in groups, I go, there are people out there uh -huh. that know things about me that that I did. Yeah, you know, yeah. or and I don't know if you call it fantasy. I fantasized about yeah. them standing up, and I, so when you said that, I was going, "Yeah, yeah, I get it." And I don't know who talked to me about uh -huh, it, uh -huh, uh -huh. which I passed on to you. Yeah, but I remember them saying, "Yeah, yeah, finish that that I, thought I, out for me." They're saying um, they said something like. What you need to do is trump them. And I'm yes. like, what do you mean? He said, well, basically, 
they say, I know this about you. You're this. And everybody in the crowd gets hushed. Yeah. And then I go, oh, you don't know the half. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. You you don't know the half of it. There's far more. Yeah. (laughs) And um, according to Jesus, I am a liar, a thief, an adulterer, and a murderer. Yeah. So the good news is that I've been forgiven for that. Yeah. So may I go on with my talk? Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> I just remember hearing that and then feeling like, oh, I actually, yes, I am that and so much more. And so we all are. And I've been forgiven, you know? And there's something about living with the freedom that you have, you always have an ace. Yeah. To play, and it's not to win, but right. it's to lose. Yes. Like, you're this. Oh, yes. But oh, wow. I'm more. Put that ace down there. Boom. And then you go, the conversation kind of goes. Yes. Because. You have an ace to play, not to win, but to lose. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that'll preach. That will, that'll put that on, <laughs> put that on a t-shirt right now. And, if it's the title of your next book, I get a cut. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it, but it really is true because there's a freedom in knowing that you're not perfect. Yeah. I know that sounds a little strange, but that, or being able to admit that, no, um, I'm broken. Yeah. And I've had the chance for some healing yeah. and forgiveness. Yeah. And that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Because um, I think so many of us live, live in shame, mm-hmm. even though, even, even the moment you're talking about that happened yeah. to both of us, that's just shame screaming at us going, it's going to happen. Yes, yes. It's going to happen. They're going to find out. Yep. I think a lot of people, including myself, for a long time, I, li- I lived with this thought of, they're going to find out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, but I don't know what they're going to find out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I mean, I did have some thoughts. Sure. But but it's, it's more like, they're going to find out. What are they going to find out? I don't know what they're going to find out. Right, right. And that's just shame dwelling in there and just waiting to pounce. Totally. Which, well, I think a lot of the, my listeners will, you know, everybody has something like that in them that they're scared, of. whether it be at work, they're going to find out whether that be at, you know, oh, they're going to find out, everyone's going to find out, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, I just, I love that the whole idea of, of an ace card that you got the ace card to lose. Like, yeah. like actually I'm worse. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting when, when my, my wife and I, uh, were dating and we were moving toward marriage. Yeah. And I was 36 and she was 32. Okay. And so. So five um, years ago. It's amazing. You've been married five years. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Maybe 35. Okay. Um, But there was this moment that we knew was coming. Yeah. uh, Individually. That we were going to, we were going to get married probably. Yeah. And I was visiting here in Nashville where she lived. And one evening we came together, we were sitting in the living room of her house and, and we both came to tell the thing about us that we thought would send the other away. Wow. Like, this is so bad. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I I think she went first. She said, yeah. I have something to tell you. Whatever. Yeah. And I remember her telling with tears and just, just shaking and going. Yeah. And when she was finished, I really went, that's it. <laughs> and then it was Mike, and she was like, go, yeah, right. What? And then I did the same thing with tears and with like, oh no, they, she's going to leave. And yeah. she goes, and? Uh huh. And it was that, 
freedom of yeah. somebody knows yeah. and they're not going to run away. Right. And wow. I, I think the, the longer I live, the, the more I go, I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah. And therefore not shocked by it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Because so many people over the years have come to talk and they're bringing this, this thing. And often it, they're, often they're not bringing it. It's hidden. Right. And they're waiting for it to come out and they just know that my eyes are going to go down uh -huh, or something. Uh -huh. And when I, and when my eyes stay, yeah. it's like, whoa, like it didn't scare them off. They didn't leave. Yeah. And wow. Then we can start having some conversations. You know, for me, I, I hear that. And I just think it's, Oh, I, I've been thinking conversations with my kids and, uh, how we do we can feel so alone like we're the only one with a thing yeah like we're the only one with a thing no one else has a thing but everyone's got a thing like e everybody has a thing yeah everybody you know and, and i'm trying to trying to let people know on through this series like you don't have to necessarily and you said this earlier have something like this big ugly spider as i call it to mm -hmm. bring into a counselor's office or a therapist's office to have to work on like would you say that that somebody would you say that counseling is something that everybody should do in some form or another yes, okay. yes. because i don't have the eyes to see myself uh-huh and it takes someone from the outside whether yeah. it's a good friend whether it's yeah. a pastor whether it's a counselor to help you see yourself to hold up a mirror yeah to me that's what marriage is about is that now someone lives with you who holds up a mirror to say this is who you are yeah. wonderful and awful yeah and then we can be honest about it. So yeah. yes, I think, yeah. I think because I just can't see myself clearly, right, at all. Right, I think I'm, you know, whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you go, yeah. oh well, no, you're not. Yeah. But we just we're blind to ourselves, yeah. and, unless there's someone to mirror it back. Yeah. Yeah. Know? You actually have something that you've put together that I think you because you've worked with so many artists, mm -hmm. it's a framework that you're able to take artists through but as i was reading through it mm -hmm. i was like wait a second this is literally <laughs> for everybody well yeah it's funny uh, i don't remember the some i think it was a label asked me to come and just present some thoughts about what practices and thoughts make a healthy artist mm. so i started writing some things down yeah. over that over the years i think uh, like if you do this, you might be healthier. Yeah. If you do this, you might be healthier. And it, I, it was called the way of the artist. But yeah, but I go, you're right. Uh, with just a few things tossed out, it's, yes, it's really for me. Yeah, and for everybody. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. The way of the human. Go ahead and write. Yeah, that the way book. of the human. <laughs> oh, you can just do it part two. Well, yeah, no, no, no. The the. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I'd I'd love to just. Maybe I mean I see I, there's I don't know fifteen yeah. twenty of these yeah. pull some out that I that I would love for you to maybe unpack sure some maybe I'll, I'll just I'll 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 make it personal and then some we could just talk yeah. about like in general yeah so these are things that it says some principles to live by is yeah. what it says yeah and that that's and, and healthy living it's like mm -hmm. try some things that lead you to be a healthier human being yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. okay here we go here we okay go. here we go we'll, we'll just we'll start at the beginning we'll, okay. we'll start at the, at the top one it says know the why yeah know the why is 
it started out with the artist like, why are you doing this? Mm. And that answer really does influence your life. Yeah. Why am I doing that? Well, I want the big house. I want all the cars. Well, okay, we might need to adjust that yeah. so that you move in a better direction Yeah. because there's something more important than that. And I think the larger question is, why are you here? Mm. Why are you here? And we, we're not asked that a lot, but I think it's yeah. a question to answer, like, what am I doing here? What are the gifts I bring to this world? So here on planet Earth in general. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Why am I here? Not just not just like in front of Al. In front and, of Al. Yeah, got it. Ernest. Yeah, um, Ernest. Yeah, but more why am I here? What am I here for? Mm. Kind of the big picture. I yeah. just think to think about that to yeah. st- rather than you're just existing here and you're just going uh-huh. along, but there's a reason why you're here. Yeah. And it's different for everybody in many ways, right. but there's some similarities. We're here to love. Yeah. But to underline those things, just to get a little yeah. solid place to live. I love that. Yeah. That's a great question. Listener, know <laughs> the why. Now, th- this one, this one, I think, is maybe used to be specifically, I could see, for an artist or a movie star or a rock star. But now with the, I think, the the advent of social media and phones one that I see here is be wary of fame. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's way more applicable these days for a soccer mom or a fifth grader or a where suddenly there's an avenue that we all have to get famous. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, I, I, I want to be an influencer. I want to this, this, yeah. or that. Unpack be wary of fame and, and why that's a principle to live by. Yeah. The reason I said be wary rather than avoid, avoid. it uh-huh. is because it's not about avoiding it. It's just being wary of it because I think there's a fantasy that we have uh-huh. uh, about famous people. Mm. And I mentioned it before, but that is when you see them at their best, Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. When I see my favorite person on TV playing a part, right. I kind of believe they're like that. Right. And they oh, made totally. me a horrible person. Ted Lasso. You did I, I, I think of that dude. I'm like, I'm like, I just want to be his friend. I'm like, what if he's just the biggest jerk as an actor? I know, you know? He probably is. I'm sure he's nice. But yeah. so we we fantasize who yeah. they are and we fantasize about their life and how amazing it must be to ride on that beautiful bus when, right. when you know it's boring. Right, right. But but also we fantasize about the perfection of their life because mm. when I go to a concert, somebody's at their best. Right. Absolutely. And I want to believe that. Yeah. So I go, be wary of it. You know, pull back from that. But also, um, just understand that you are you. Mm. And even if you're famous, have lots of money, and everybody knows you, it's important to connect with the person that started. Wow. I've often told people, particularly if they're moving toward fame or if they're well-known or something like that, is keep your old friends, the friends that know you, the friends that know you before. Because there's, I, I do believe there's danger in fame yeah. because you can become – it's not hard to become arrogant. It's uh-huh. not hard to become demanding. Yep. It's not hard to be mad if certain things mm. aren't in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But to me, just be aware yeah. that That's so you don't have to buy into what people believe about you. This show is brought to you by Indeed. Y'all, I'm 
speaking to you right now with my first finalized hire that started with Indeed. I used Indeed because hiring was challenging, but Indeed made it less challenging for me. They were my hiring partner. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help me do it all. And it actually helped me do it all. I've got a new team member that was found through Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed as well is that they can help me get one step and you get one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates, okay? Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash human hope. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash human hope. Just go to indeed.com slash human hope and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash human hope. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast is sponsored by Hiya. Y'all know how much I love my Hiya children's vitamins that this grown man is taking these kids' vitamins and his 17-year-old child as well. You know that typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with how many? Two tablespoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and all that gummy junk. Y'all, ain't nobody got time for that. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and so many others to support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, all the things we know that our kids need. I love Haya and you will too. So we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to hiahealth.com slash human hope. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash human hope to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. You know, I mean, as you're talking, I mean, I'm just thinking even like, there's so many places and and ways that that is accessible to us now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of pastors in, in mega churches, or I think mm-hmm. of like how suddenly we have the accessibility to be looked up to in ways that uh, may may lead to unhealth if we're not if we're not careful. Well, yeah, and you know, it's it's simple. <laughs> like one time in my life, I was bumped up to first class. Oh, yes, yes, and. <laughs> Okay. It's almost embarrassing to say this. So I'm bumped up to first class, and I'm sitting there and getting all the accoutrements yeah. that come with first oh, class. Yeah. And it wasn't long because before I got irritated at those people making such noise with their peanut bags in the back <laughs> and and using our bathroom. Oh right, you yeah. Know, and I, I was like, they came through the curtain, too, and so I was bad. going, "This is why God will not let me win the lottery." That's amazing. <laughs> but it was like. I'm yeah. kind of joking, but kind of not. Right, right. And there's something about that. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. even if I was bumped up because yeah. I don't know why. Exactly. But exactly. I kind of, I, I wore it and I went, oh, this is where I belong. Yeah. And it's just, 
it's so it's not even subtle it's like no. oh this yeah. is what i'm i deserve this is what i should have yep and if everybody's taking care of you i, I did have a friend who his, his friend got really really famous yeah and um he was with him before a concert or something i guess it was and um he was complaint he complained to the person that was doing the green room yeah that there's a bruise on the banana oh <laughs> <laughs> and his friend, who was my friend, went, dude, <laughs> wow. oh, my gosh, there's a bruise on your banana. Oh, my god! I'm God. so sorry. But it, it was so good yes. to have the childhood friend going, dude, bro, bro, this looks bad on you. Yes. And to me, that's part of being wary of it, uh -huh. having people around you that see yes. you that go, okay, come on. Yep. Come on. It's We went to high school together. I, I know you. I as know the you. famous... Uh, J-Lo lyrics go, <laughs> don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Used to have a little, now I have a lot. No matter where I go, I know where I came from. Cue, cue the song, uh, <laughs> editor. And um, I, I just, I, I just think it is, it's important to remember, you know, to be surrounded by people that will keep you humble yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And keep you from believing what you're not supposed to believe. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is this is one for me. Okay. This is one for me. I have a hard time doing this in anything. Practice moderation. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want to live by that. Uh, that yeah. that 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 feels like it's like pumping the brakes on on my fun. Yeah. Well, let me explain it. Yeah. Because which which well, first of all, I don't like it because it's true. Well, so. there's there's part of it that's true. When I say practice moderation, it doesn't mean live your life like this. This being the heartbeat. Sure. So keep in the middle. Practice proper, uh, moderation. You know, just keep a heart, heartbeat. Let life be in yeah. vanilla. Yeah. No. Yeah. When I say moderation, it's look at your excesses mm. and ask. Yeah. Ask questions about your excesses. Yeah. Excesses. Yeah. Um, whether that's food, uh -huh. whether that's drink, uh -huh. whether that's socializing, yep. what's going on, watch what's going on that moves you in the direction of gluttony, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. Because those are the things that often keep going and then keep you from being present with your life. Right, right. That's yeah. you know, it's 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 true. Even even like last night I I did have this thought thinking to myself. So this was I'm flying home, I got bumped up to first class. Okay, did you really? I'm sorry, I hate to tell you, but it, it happens to me quite a lot just because I fly all the time. So I'm bumped up, right? And I, I had my glass of wine, you know, because I was like, oh well, they come by and they ask, would you like wine? Yeah. I was like, I'll take a glass of white wine. But then I I I had this thought. I had the thought of well, okay, yesterday I had a beer, a dinner. The day before, my buddy Brian was in town, and so we went out for a cocktail. The day before was the Nashville SC soccer game, and I had a beer. That, and then I literally, I, I did think to myself, I've had something to drink for eight days in a row. Mm -hmm. And without looking at your the ways here, the practices, I thought – there's there's an exit. I don't I don't need that. I don't I don't need this. And mm -hmm. so it just something popped in my head where I thought, wow, could I not have something tomorrow and be okay? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so just to take a look at mm -hmm. all that stuff. That's really what I'm talking about because yeah. to be aware that we all have a tendency yeah. to not moderate and just 
you just did it naturally when you said it. Right. Like, huh, I've had something every night. I don't need that. Yeah. That's practicing moderation. Yes. Oh, look at me. Look Al. at you. Look what you've done to me. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I'm just, I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I'm too. practicing the way of the artist here. Uh, one or two more here. Sure. Because this is so good. I think this is also helpful for so many people. This one, this one is hard. And I feel like a lot of people try to avoid this, but I know a lot of people are going through very heavy things right now you say embrace sorrow yeah embrace yeah you know i don't know why this has been a thing for me for a long time but i remember i was teaching a course back in uh, a grad school in in colorado yeah and the course was on psychopathology uh-huh What's wrong with people? Yeah. So one week we studied eating disorders. Uh -huh. Next week, suicide. Next week, depression. Next week, anxiety. Next week, multiple personalities. Sure. And as I was looking at things, as I was preparing for the course, I was looking at what's going on. I realized that in most everything that's wrong with people, there's a sorrow, there's a sadness that has not been grieved. Mm, wow. Wow. Whether it's maybe with an eating disorder, there's a sorrow with a relationship with mm. a parent. If there's a, you know, they don't call it multiple personality, dissociative disorder, right. where people are different people, there's usually a horrific event mm. when they're a child that was not grieved. Mm. Often, unless it's physiological with depression, there's something that has not been grieved. Wow. And so I came up with a theme for the course, and it was the flight from sorrow leads to the loss of hope. Wow. If you flee sorrow, you'll lose hope. Hmm. And, and so I've realized that people, we, I, don't want to go there. Right. And often they hear, if I go there, I'll never come out. Mm. And instead of running from it, I go, yeah, we need to embrace it. Why? Well— and and this is the question I'm asked too, is yeah. like, why do I have to go there? Right. I've been there. It's awful. Right. And you go, well, I hate to say this, but Jesus says it. Yeah. And yeah. What do you mean? Well, blessed are those who mourn. Mm. Why? They will be comforted. Wow. And my assumption is, and if you don't, you won't. Wow. And it's just been a a theme that that I usually often over the years have asked uh clients, how did your family do sad? Wow. How did they do, if something happened, uh -huh. how did they do sad uh -huh. uh, or disappointment? And I've never heard somebody say something close to, let's embrace it. Mm. Yeah. It would be more like, well, look at all the things you have to be thankful for. Right, right. And, and gosh, we've been blessed. Or... What good is that going to do? Right. But to me, to embrace it yeah. means to look at it, to hold it close, yeah. to grieve, and to be comforted Yes, in many different ways. Say, say your sentence again about the flight. The flight from sorrow. From sorrow. Running from, away from sorrow uh -huh. leads to the loss of hope. To the loss of hope. Mm -hmm. So what leads to the gaining of hope? You know, one, I think it is the beautiful relief that comes with grief and being comforted. Mm. I think there's so much to that because what that means is the thing that happened, mm -hmm. the thing that caused sorrow, yeah. no longer has the 
major control that it yes. has and yes. it allows you to be free and it allows you to fly. Wow. I don't have it with me, but look it up. Mary Oliver has a poem called Love Sorrow. Wow. And she compares sorrow to a little girl that's kind of lost and afraid. Uh-huh. And you must love her and take care of her uh-huh. and walk with her. And she's unmanageable and kind of crazy sometimes, uh-huh. but be with her. Uh-huh. And she says in the end, and one day you'll realize as you walk out into the morning light, mm. she begins to grow. Wow. So it's love, sorrow. Uh-huh. Mary Oliver, look it up. Okay. Um, but but it basically is talking about just what I'm talking about yeah. is that as you acknowledge it, you begin to grow. Yes. And, and that is hopefully what this podcast and conversation is doing for people is yeah. giving them the permission to, okay, I am going to turn towards the sorrow, face it. And that may be where you know, people that, that are hopeless, people that are looking mm-hmm. for hope, I think sometimes are looking in the wrong direction. It's like, yeah. no, turn back towards that thing and you may even find it there. Yeah. Instead of on this end, I'm going to look for something hopeful. Yes. Which is fine. Yeah. But to go counter to what you think and yeah. go. Oh, and, so good. And the real truth is that, and we do think that, gosh, if I go there, I'm just not going to stop crying. And right. Go, right. No, you actually will. Yeah. If you don't go there, you yeah. may not stop crying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. That is, that is so good. Hmm. Al, what, what, uh, we'll finish with this question. What, what is giving you hope these days? 2023, here we are. Uh, what, what's giving Al hope? It could be anything. Wow, that's a great question. Yeah. Like, like when you when you think, oh, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. What what what's what's the thing that gives it to you? You know, this is going to sound really strange. No, I love it. I just turned sixty nine. Yes, you did. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm registered at Home Depot, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it, it's so funny. What's giving me hope these days uh-huh. is thinking about being an old guy. Yeah. And I'm beginning to dream of, yeah, what's it going to be like to be 70, 75 year old, 80 year old yeah. Al? Yeah. And that gives me hope yeah. in the strangest of ways. And I'm I not sure that. what I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Because I go, I'm, I'm not going to retire. I don't play golf. Yeah. I, it's, I, right, right, right. It right. makes me so frustrated and uh, <laughs> ruins my day. Yeah. But I'm just at the place of beginning to dream of what does, what is it going to look oh, like? so good. And I've been hanging out with some old guys. Yeah. And I used to think, gosh, they're old. And I'll look at me standing beside them and I go, no. I get it. I get it. I get but, it. But um, you have hope in, you have hope in your future. Yeah. And in, in the dreams that that's yeah. God's putting inside of you now. For me and for my wife yeah. and for my sons, it's, it's like kind of just, and that's just been happening uh, recently, just kind of I looking ahead and going, I wonder what's out there. That is, I, I just, th- I think, first of all, I, I, I don't believe you're 69 years old. You, you are a, you are a young, young at heart guy. Listen, Thank you, you, very you, are much. A, you don't look it, but yeah, you know, I, I, I think all of us get to that place where, and, and I, I, where I, I am hopeful, you know, I'm 49, so I'm 49. Mm-hmm. So I'm 20 years younger than you. You kids. I know uh, us <laughs> youths. Right. And I was just talking to somebody, Oh, maybe even here. Remember my manager, Kelly, I was like, I, I'm so, and maybe this hasn't been normal in culture the last, you know, I, I don't know up until recently, but I'm like, I'm excited about this next, the next 15 years of my life. Like, let's go. Like, I'm like, I'm pumped. Whereas I, there's so many 
35 year olds I talked to, they're like, Oh, I missed it. I missed, I missed my chance. I met, you know, like I, I should have figured out when I was 25 and I'm like, Oh, you don't even know. Like, like, like you're going to continue to grow yeah. and dream. You, you, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And to me, my, my father was 93 when he died uh-huh. and he was always doing something new. Yeah. I oh, remember so calling good. him one time when I, he was 86 and he said, I can't talk now. I said, why? He said, he was in a retirement yeah. place. He said, because I'm making homemade ice cream for like a hundred old people. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to get off the phone. But he was still doing yes. things. And um, yes. to me, that's a, rather than just kind of slowly fading out, yes. it's not low. Just like, keep no. learning. Yeah. That's hopeful. Yeah. You are hopeful to me. Thank you. Yeah. And the same I can say of you. Oh, thanks, friend. You're bringing a lot of hope to this world. Thanks, man. You really are. Thank you. I love mm-hmm. you. Thanks for being you here. You too, pal. Thank you, Al. Uh, oh, I told you it hit me right in my feels. I can just go back to um, the moment when I was scared to death walking in to that cute little house in Franklin, Tennessee, where I would be guided towards healing by Al. I'm just grateful. Grateful. Please thank Al. I don't even know if Al's on Instagram. If he's on Instagram, we'll, we'll put it in there. But also let me, let me, let me put in uh, Porter's call. Uh, it's a place if, if, if you guys want to support them, you can do that as well. They're doing a mighty work there. Thank you, Al. Deep breaths. Okay. So what do you guys think? Was that everything that you uh, thought it would be? Did it take you to where you needed to go? Do you now feel like you've got questions you can ask yourself? I mean, some of those hit me square between the eyes. Again, now, I'm like, this wasn't supposed to be a therapy episode, Al, for me right now, but of course, it was. Friends, that is it. You know what I haven't asked you to do in a while? Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all the places that you listen, and make sure that you share this thing as well. Hang on, Dr. Delight, hit it. Hey, okay. And so with that, we'll see you next week on another episode of Human Hope. Put the needle on the record and the drum beat goes like, see ya!